This is Jean MacDonald, the Midlife Midwife. Here is another audio track to help women with the different issues which affect and afflict us during our midlife transition and beyond. As you would have heard me say, I recognize that midlife women are the busiest women on the planet. They don't have time to watch long videos or read long articles. So we offer our longer items on audio tracks like this, so you can listen to them on your phone as you do other things. If you want to see and hear about the full range of support we provide for midlife women, visit us at www.midlifebutterflyclub.org and start by looking at our online magazine. In the meantime, I hope you find useful and enjoyable this audio track. Come on, Jean, come on. Yes! Come on. Yes! <laughs> my, my God, every, every time it's different. It was only willpower that got me here. I don't know what. I pressed everything. All sorts of rubbish was coming up. <laughs> Good to see and hear you at last. Good to see you at last. We've got a lot of people on this live want to hear, hear from Eugene. So thanks very much for... I was just going to end this and, um, and, uh, and, re and do another one straight after. So well, the, you know, the I'll thing is, in there. Well, all's well that ends well. That's right. That's right. So listen, let's crack on because um, you've got a lot of stuff we want to go through and I've got a lot of questions for you as well. So first of all, thank you so much for coming along to the live this evening. I really appreciate that. And you're one of the, the keynote speakers at the, my dating and relationship conference, which takes place two weeks tomorrow. Um, who is Jean McDonald and what does she do? Let everybody know who you are. What do you do? Well, these days I'm, I'm a, an internet... Um, <laughs> explorer really I've um, I've developed a course but uh, developing the course was the easy bit getting it to to run on on the internet with all the stuff that has to go with it funnels and things has been doing my head in for the last month I want to get back to writing and making videos that's what I enjoy and I think that's what I'm best at being a techie is not my scene does in relation to the up-and-coming events at the weekend uh, the weekend in, what in relation to why why do you feel midlife women need more love well um i think there were a, a remarkably large number of midlife women have a love deficit um and this comes about by the fact that the natural sources of love that they had which were children partner parents all seem to be diminishing the children are growing up ready to leave home Relationship with the partner often because become more distant and uh, and and stale, and the parents switch from being indulgent parents often to quite demanding relatives. So all of these things um, contribute to a diminution, which I call the love deficit. Wow, and and why why are you passionate about this? Well, um, a few years ago, I decided I want to write a book on love and sex for older people. It's a bit of a no-no subject, especially um, in front of their children. The children don't believe that the parents still get up to it. Um, but as a course of doing that, I came across the, the midlife woman. And in my view, the midlife woman is very much a neglected and forgotten element within our society. And yet, potentially, her role is very important. And um, 
if I may quote the Dalai Lama, the Dalai Lama believes that the, the best hope for saving our society are, well, he didn't use the term midlife, but let's say older women. That's very, very, um, very, very interesting as well. So at what age do you have to be, because uh, I think a lot of men would ask this question as well that may not be aware of this, but what age would you need to be classed as a, as a midlife woman? What age would you say? Well, let's say for women, it could be 35 to 60. But um, it's not so much uh, an age, it's event-driven. And for midlife women, what happens is a number of things start to happen. Um, the menopause, the empty nest syndrome, um, questioning the long-term potential or life of the partnership, the intimate partnership, um, demanding parents' career changes, decision, does, does she want to carry on doing that particular sort of job, which she often is taken up out of necessity, but is it really what she wants to be doing for the rest of her life? And all these things happen either in sequence or, if one's unlucky, altogether. And uh, the experience that a woman has is that her life is spinning out of control. And she really doesn't know where she's going. And it can be very disorientating. So it's, it's an event. And you've heard of the term the midlife crisis, haven't you? which is yeah, largely right. claimed by men, but in my opinion, women have a lot more reason to have a midlife crisis um, than men. I won't diminish men, they have their particular problem, but it's not as yeah. <laughs> manifest, the causes of it are not as obvious as it is for women. Really? So what you're saying is it, it, there's not a specific age, but it depending on their, their life experiences will determine how they're feeling within themselves. Is that that's right, saying? that's right. Mm, interesting. So. But why call them midlife women rather than middle-aged women? Well, I think the term middle-aged uh, has implications of being grey and past it, uh, whereas the midlife woman is very much more uh, a powerful uh, woman who knows where she's going and knows what she's doing. Um, so middle-aged really doesn't cut it, I think. I should say that I didn't invent the term midlife. It was, um, I came across it in a book by Marianne Williamson, called um, uh, the sub subsequent title is called The Age of Miracles. That's right. It's called The Age of Miracles. And the subtitle is Embracing the New Midlife. And she talks about it for both men and women, but predominantly she talks about women and the potential that they have for um, empowering themselves and uh, embracing their femininity, which is often lost in our current rather confused society wow that's interesting so someone's given this this title um, um midlife women as opposed to um middle, middle aged women then yes yes i hope so uh, and it's a long time difference between being a midlife woman and getting to the point where middle age comes i think middle age is an old-fashioned term which we don't it doesn't really help anybody no, no, and I suppose, um, and the, the age is not really defined either, is it? I mean, as you said, it could, and I agree with you that, it, you know, if it's, somebody could experience, um, at, at the age 40, could experience what the average woman's experienced at 60, but then she's, she's, she could still experience that and still be feeling as a person at 60 as well. So I agree with what you're saying, you know, there's no, you can't put an age on it because, 
the women the women that are for example on here now and they're in their mid 40s they 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 may not be at that stage yet and um, they certainly in this day and age they certainly shouldn't be thinking of themselves as middle age no definitely definitely not so what and what do you do to help them um so it sounds good but why did why do you think they need more love than everybody else well, as I said, the natural sources of uh, love are diminishing for many, um, and um, combined with the other things they're going through, um, the, they can feel very isolated and alone. And the very sad possibility is that they start stop loving themselves. And um, th th this is very sad because that's the key to so many things. If we call it self-esteem or uh, self-image, all these kind of things. But basically, if a person doesn't think they're lovable, then they're not. They won't be because they're not exuding, exerting the right vibes. So, and and some of the self-neglect, for example, would you would, you, for example, what examples would they be doing for lack of self-loving themselves? Well, unfortunately, for many, but not all, um, food becomes an issue. It becomes a comfort. And as a result, um, it starts to show in different places on their body. And then, of course, that adds to the, um, the, the self, um, well, let's say, uh, not feeling so good about themselves. And um, it can be other things as well. But I think food is the most obvious. Um, but these kinds of self-indulgent things don't go anywhere that they really want to go. They're just a short-term um, Palliative fix, yes. Wow. So, so how do you how do you help them to get the love then? Well, I've done two things. The book that uh, I've written, "Love, Sex, and the Midlife Woman," um, yep. explains what's going on in our society um, because the, there are so many factors um, that are different and that make for midlife relationships being different. Um, and the, the thing is, what used to be appropriate uh, in our younger days doesn't, doesn't, doesn't do the job in midlife and beyond. Women have to change the view of themselves and also the kind of relationship they want. Uh, they've really got to, to call the tune because if they leave it to, to men, they're going to get messed about and disappointed. So in the book, uh, I cover that, but I do give some practical stuff about how to change their attitude, women should change their attitude and behavior in midlife, looking for love. And that isn't always looking from a new partner. In some cases, the partner that one has, um, the relationship's gone stale, uh, or yes, stale is a reasonably good description. It can go all sorts of ways go wrong. But uh, mm. again, it's up to the woman, I feel, to, um, to take the initiative in improving that relationship and, and putting it on a new footing. If the partner won't cooperate, then of course the other option is that uh, the relationship would come to an end. But just leaving it drifting is not a good uh, recipe for success. Okay, brilliant. And any other ways that you help, help them? Yeah. What's the name of your book again? Yeah. Well, the, the, the book is called Love, Sex and the Midlife Woman. Uh, and the basic right. thing is that women should in midlife um, decide what they want and take the lead in getting it, but not in a masculine way. That's the big mistake. Um, mm. Many women are very successful in their careers by using their masculine side, but that doesn't work in relationships. And 
therefore it needs to be assertive but not um, not not aggressive Yes. But the other thing I've done is, uh, actually I was mentioned earlier, I spent the first six months of last year now um, developing a course called How to Find Love in Middle Life with some help from the game of chess. And in that book, that course, um, which is a video course, uh, it's a series of modules, runs for about an hour in total, but you can get a lot into an hour. Um, I talk about two things. One is the changing face of love, that love is not the same for midlife people as it is when we're young, giddy and romantic. Um, I'm mean, not saying romance goes out of the window, but it's a different sort of romance. It's much more cerebral. Um, the other thing is that um, to give some guidance on picking the right man for the relationship you want. Because with midlife men, um, they, they've been knocked about in the previous 20 years and they're not the same bright sparks that they would have encountered in their youth. Um, they very often settle down into quite definite characters. And I use the chess men as examples of the kind of characters that are. So uh, you've got the, the knight, the bishop, the rook and the king. All those are different character types and you can see them in real life once uh, you know what you're looking at. And according to the, the personalities or characters of those four things, women can decide which is the right one for them, reject the rest and then try to build a relationship with one where they can predict how it's going to turn out long term because there are there are some unfortunately some um roguish men out there in midlife who are largely taking advantage of women have you heard the expression that gold diggers today are predominantly midlife men i didn't know that really yeah well they are <laughs> so um it's not unusual um to see that uh a man pounces on a woman because she's got the means to support herself and him um, because he hasn't mm. got the means to support himself. Anyway, that's something I go into in some detail in the book. Um, but uh, it's very important for women not only to be assertive but also very wary, knowing how, being able to predict the long-term uh, behaviour of, of midlife men. They all can be charming to start with and they would be, of course. Um, but you need to be able to see a bit beyond that. Vivian says, um, very true, as women's, women's time ticks, some might be career women and left having kids and maybe want kids and then you have the menopause with all the hormonal changes, mood swings, looks, change, etc. Do you agree with that, Jean? Yeah, well, unfortunately, there is that, they call it the biological clock that um, means that time comes and well, it's not the end of life, and for many women, uh, having children may not have been a choice, but um, it, unfortunately the roles that society gives them, motherhood is okay, is fine, but there's nothing, society doesn't have a ready-made role for women after their children have grown up, and um, that's really part of the difficulty that midlife women have. They're looking at an empty space, and they've got to fill it. Yeah for themselves, of course, you know, they make the choices to how they're going to fill that space because otherwise they'll just drift into middle age. Now, what could be the first step they could do to, you know, make themselves feel worthy and, and, and be happy within themselves? What's the first step, apart from contacting you, obviously, but what will be another, you know, a, a first step that they could do? Well, I've, I've um, I, as part of another course that I'm working on, I've got six 
areas that hold midlife women back. And what I recommend is that they do an audit, a self-audit, going through the six areas and seeing which for them is the one that is holding them back, the highest priority really, and start work mm. on that. Because you can't do all of them at once. And um, having a plan based upon um, analysis, and, and of course it's, um, it's quite hard to do it on yourself. You know, it, it's, um, it, it's rigorous. You've got to be rigorous with yourself. Um, so in some cases I recommend other people to help uh, in that process. But does that make sense in terms of finding out which is the worst, not the worst area, the priority area, and just work on that until you get some improvement, because it, it all adds up to this improvement of belief that you can take control of your life, that you can change your life for the better, and you can look forward to a really good second half of your life. Fantastic. So how can people um, get hold of you, Gene? Do you have a website? Do you have a Facebook group? How can people get hold of you? Uh, I think the best the best place to go is my Facebook page. Uh, although, no, easiest is to go to my profile. I mean, I, I don't have lots of pictures of uh, me getting drunk or anything, so I don't do that. Uh, but um, uh, if you just go to Gene MacDonald UK, you can connect with me from there. And then from there, you can see the pages and the groups and other things that I've got. Uh, so that's so GeneMacDonald.co.uk. No, 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 it's just, if you put into Facebook search, Gene MacDonald UK, all one, no, no spaces, nothing, then... Is that your group? That's your group? No, no, that's me. That's my profile. All right. And from that's there, you can go to the pages and, and groups such as they are. Um, anyway, and I'd love to uh, have friend requests for anybody who's been listening to this and feels that they'd like to know more, because there's a lot more. I mean, obviously, we've only just oh, scratched the scratch. Scratch the surface, did I can yeah. I can definitely see that, and so so everybody that's on the live connect with Jean, just contact her directly on Facebook, add her, inbox her, and then she can take you through and um, what she does to help you, you know, to arrive at a place of positivity and at a place of of love, of tranquility, and all that positiveness as well. Thank you so much for your your tips and points. Um, it's been valuable. And um, I recommend go back and watch what you've been talking about because it's all good, good, interesting stuff. And I've shared it in all the groups as well. So anything you'd like to conclude before we wrap up, Gene, that you want to share to um, the people that are watching this live, especially dedicated to the midlife women? Well, what message would you want to share to them? Not the middle-aged, midlife. Well, um, I, I could really only quote Marianne Williamson. She's a heroine of mine. Uh, her famous quote is, our greatest fear is not that we are inadequate, uh, our greatest fear is that we are um, amazing. Uh, and this is something which midlife women need to hear uh, over and over again, because they're the, not all of them of course, but they're the first ones to put themselves down. And the truth is, uh, they have huge potential, both for happiness for themselves and changing the world for the better. Wow. Well, I couldn't have said that better myself. Gene McDonald, thank you for a lovely close. And um, thanks for an amazing interview tonight on this lovely Saturday evening. Great encouragement to have this kind of feedback because I a, I've been leaving a pretty lonely life for the last couple of years while I've been writing this stuff. So I look forward to uh, introducing you to it. Fantastic. Awesome. Thank thanks you. Thanks very much, Gene. And Thank you for listening to the end of this podcast. 
I hope you got some useful tips that you can apply in your own life. If you want more information, guidance and inspiration, visit us at www.midlifebutterflyclub.org and check out our online magazine. In the meantime, this is Jean MacDonald, the Midlife Midwife, signing off till next time. Bye.